This is the Leapcast, where we talk about how today's current events impact your real life. If you are tired of politics or you are just exhausted from the spin, this show is for you. My name is Andrew Lieb, and every week I host a talk radio show breaking down the news from an independent point of view. We discuss real estate, business, and your health. Hear from the experts and learn the truth on the Leapcast. Personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. This is the Liebcast. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. We got Lauren Lieb, the Chazaka, Mordechai Yankovic, and Andrew Lieb with you to discuss some important happenings in New York State, which you should be aware of. If you're in real estate, this first segment is about real estate. You should be aware of this in real estate anywhere because New York State is getting into the disability discrimination game like you've never seen before. It's a game? Well, it's a game because there's this thing called the interactive process. It's also called the New York City, the cooperative dialogue. And if you don't play the game, you lose the game. And New York State has some new laws going on. And the Bryn Elliott team at Douglas Elliman Real Estate, who's sponsoring the segment, said, we got to get the word out about this because we got to make sure there's no discrimination against the disabled, Lauren. Guess how much the population, percentage of people in the population are disabled? In the general population? In the general population. No. Morty, what do you think? The amount of people in the general population. Well, you can't ask him. He does discrimination you know, I, law for I, I, a living. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to get too uh, technical here. But discrimination on un, uh, disability under which law? Because as you know, <laughs> the the definition of Nerd disability Nerd. changes among the different. <laughs> Nerd. Laws. I, know, I know. Do you know? What he, he, I thought he was going to go like, and in federally they call it handicap, not disability. And yeah. you use the word disability, no, no, which that, is New that, York State. No, See, no, I could no. dork out too. Yeah, see, that that would make me a nerd. I didn't do that. You can always dork out. You know, you dork out with your out-out. So anyway, that's how we go. But New York State, Morty, 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 Morty. Regardless of if we're using the handicap definition federally under the Fair Housing Act, Notice how fast I did that? Yeah, I was going to tell you to slow down. Well, I did it intentionally because no one cares if we're doing which definition. Just imagine. Well, you're talking. One second. We're not talking. Federal law, we're not talking state law, and we're not talking local law to start off with. Morty and his mishpacha, the family. Morty's family sitting around, they're having a little. What was that meal you made this week that looked so good? Oh, shakshuka. Oh, the shakshuka, Lauren. You should have saw this. Yeah, he, Is it I, shockingly good? Well, it would have been if he would have brought me some leftovers. He tells me that his Fine. kids who already ate or eat all the, shak- the flavors, shakshuka. The flavors, the flavors work so perfectly together. You start with the matbucha, which is peppers, onions, tomato paste, tomato sauce, garlic, some ginger if you like, some cumin. Of course, and ginger. Then you put, and then you put marinara sauce, and then you poach eggs. That's and the then key. the kicker. The Whoa. kicker is fried halloumi cheese on top. So I disagree with you. I think the kicker is when you crack the poached egg. That's when oh, my like that that's my sexy time. Like I when I crack. Uh, so let's imagine Morty sitting around with his mishpacha, the family. Mom Mordechai is there. Dad Mordechai is there, and they're having some shakshuka. And Morty says. Do you want to know what we're doing at the Leap School? We have this new disability discrimination training coming about. And he says to his parents, can you believe how many people are disabled? That's the context. I want you to answer the quent- question about percentage of disabled people. I don't want you to do it federally. I don't want you to do a state. Just if you walk down the street 
You got your shots already. I got my shot. Lauren has her shot. We're going to be opening up the country. Biden is on track for in the first hundred days to have the right amount of vaccinations. He said it was going to have a hundred million. It's looking likely. And we're all going to be free again. So Morty says to Mishpacha, he says, Ima, that's his mom. He says, Ima, how many people do you think when you go in the mall, what percentage of them do you think are disabled? What is your mom going to tell us? Well, my mom thinks she's the only one who's disabled, ah. so she'd probably say zero. But I would say 25%. You're very close. It's 26% is what the data is telling us these days. So it's approximately one in four people. So what New York State did, Morty, is they passed a bill. They passed a law. And they passed a law a little while ago. The law was Chapter 311 of the laws of 2020. They passed this law on December 2nd, 2020. And it became effective March 2nd. So it already happened March 2nd, 2021. And this law, Morty, is a requirement that housing providers notice in writing. They give a notice which was prepared by the Division of Human Rights in New York State. There's Wait, a sample can you notice. Just explain what a housing provider is. Uh, you know, I didn't know the answer to that question either, Lauren. <laughs> it's interesting you asked that question. What does that mean? I, was one, I have clients asking me this exact same thing, but I'm going to read you what it says in the law about what a housing provider is because it's better than guessing. Don't you find that sometimes when you guess, that's the worst thing to do? So what we need to do is we need to figure out Here's what they say. Here's what they say, Lauren, in the law. I want to I read it to you. I want to read it to you. Here's what it says. Every owner, lessee, sub-lessee, assignee, or managing agent, or other person having the right of ownership or possession of or the right to rent or lease. Now, I don't know what that means either. Lauren's rolling her eye at me, and she's like, I don't even know what that means. But let's just go with if you kind of sort of have something to do with someone renting property, this applies to you. Okay, I can handle that. Now, I might be being more broad, but what we always say when you're doing discrimination law, which is what this is about, is it's better to include more protection than skirt on the protection and do less. So if you're in other states like Florida or Texas... Well, when in doubt, disclose it out. Okay. That's the answer. When in doubt, disclose it out because this is a disclosure. So they passed this new law, and I told you it was effective on March 2nd, which pretty recently, right? And they passed this new law that said there's going to be this form, and we have this form. You could get on the Division of Human Rights website, and the form is one page, two page, three pages long. And it says you, you got to give this form, housing provider, to all tenants within 30 days of their rental, or current tenants within 30 days of this law. And this new law says what their rights are with respect to reasonable accommodations and modifications. So if you're a landlord and somebody runs from you within 30 days, you have to provide them with this form moving forward after March 2nd in New York State. Well, after March 2nd, March 2nd already happened. Yeah. So, so right as now, of right happening. now. So I'm telling people you should give it to them the second you see them. Why wait till later? There's no reason. It should be with the, the lease that they're signing. Well, not even maybe the lease. Maybe when you show them the place. Here, look. Like you're, well, you don't know if they're going to take this. But even if they don't, you should tell them your rights. Because the big issue, when we're talking about service animals, emotional support animals, ramps, bars and bathrooms, 
when we're talking about access for someone who otherwise wouldn't be able to use and enjoy the property. Which is 25%. 26%. You want to make that person know at the outset that you're going to provide accommodations and modifications to provide access. So let's assume, for example, you wear glasses. And I say, I don't like glasses in my unit. I don't want any glasses <laughs> in my unit. Glasses are gross. Four eyes. And that's what I say. I only want those who see perfectly. That's how I feel. Okay. You might feel like you can't live there. Do you feel a little uncomfortable? I'm telling you. And the same thing applies to someone who isn't a walker that needs to go shishi on the potty. That's a Portuguese. You term. like the way I did that. I we did do. the we did the Yiddish, we did the Hebrew, now we did the Portuguese. Yes. I'm all over the place. You know what it is? Is that there's this Portuguese restaurant across the street from our studio, and I can't stop thinking of Luso, if you haven't been there. L U S O. They have the best all you can eat. You gotta meat. go when you're oh, vaccinated. It's I, well that's what we were talking about being vaccinated a second ago. And all I can think about is next to Morty Shakshuka, I want some Luso, all you can eat meat. And so I, food's on the mind, it drives everything I do. But back to where we were. When you're a housing provider, you said give it with a lease. And I said give it before the lease. That's where our conversation was. And the reason is I don't want someone to feel like they don't even want to ask for a lease because I made them feel uncomfortable about wearing glasses in the first place and them presupposing that I'm a glasses hater. I want them to know as a housing provider, I want your glasses here, just like I want their service animal there. I want their emotional support animal there. I want their bars around the toilet for when they go she-she in the potty if they're in a walker and they need to be able to go pee-pee. I, I'm just thinking about these things. I want them I'm to have the closest. The that you're saying she, she, but I, move on. I want them to go to the closest parking spot in the parking place. And the reason I want that is twofold. Number one is why wouldn't you want to give someone has a disability increased ability to have equal use and enjoyment to access the place? The key word being access. But more importantly, I don't want even the appearance of an impropriety, appearance of a wrong because of the amount of exposure I have. Because this has been the law for some time, and Mr. Yankovic, who's a discrimination, employment, discrimination, and civil rights, an attorney that does this stuff, is going to go into it in a little more detail. I'm going to ask him some questions in a second, just so we could be on the same page. Wait, but, can, I, can I ask you a question first? You can do anything you want. You're, you're the Kazaka. I know you normally ask the questions, but you're going through this law. I know you have a lot of real estate agents uh, tuning in. How does this affect them? Uh, I'm so glad you asked that. I'm actually um, on my desk before I came into the studio today. I have a request for opinion guidance that I'm drafting to the Department of State because I think what you picked up on is that definition of housing provider is so very vague. And I'd like to know from the Department of State whether they're going to be requiring brokers to do it. I am telling my clients right now, because I represent many of the bigger real estate brokerage firms in the state, I've already told them, you should be giving this form with the discrimination disclosure form, which is already a required document, which we've talked about on the show before, for real estate brokers to give it the first point of substantive context. I'm going to unwind that. Real estate brokers in the state of New York when they first have a substantive contact, and a substantive contact means something of substance involving matters of material concern to all. It's defined by Merriam-Webster's dictionary. If they have to give this document to landlords, to tenants, to buyers, to sellers, 
they have to give it if it's vacant land, commercial land, if it's residential land, they have to give this document that says, in the state of New York, you have rights against being discriminated against. And just like that document's a generalized form about discrimination, this form, this specific form, this new form, this notice disclosing tenants' rights to reasonable accommodations for persons with disabilities, this new form that we're talking about right now, is a specific form, a subset of discrimination law, because the biggest issue, brokers, Morty, back to your question, salespersons, yeah. associate real estate brokers, brokers, the biggest issue they have today is what do you do when the tenant says, I want increased access rights and increased access rights back to my illustration, or they want to have a doggy, they want to have a different parking spot, they want to have a ramp, they want to have different egress from their unit into the courtyard, they want to have a washer dryer. They want things because they have specific disabilities, and there's a causal connection between the disability and their need for an accommodation. And perhaps the biggest issue brokers have, I'm glad you brought up brokers, that's why the Bryn Elliott team at Douglas Elliman Real Estate wanted us to do a segment. The biggest uh, issue that brokers have is managing this exchange between themselves and the landlord themselves in the co-op. And this new form spells it out in English. I just want to read you some of it, Morty. It says, specifically, if you have a physical, mental, or medical impairment, you can request, bullet, this is on the form from the Division of Human Rights, permission to change the interior of your housing unit to make it accessible. However, you are required to pay for these modifications. And in the case of a rental, your housing provider may require that you restore the unit to its original condition when you move out. Changes to your housing provider's rules, policies, practices, or, or services. Changes to common areas of the building so you have an equal opportunity to use the building. The New York State Human Rights Law requires housing providers to pay for reasonable modifications to common use areas. It goes on and on with examples. It says things like, if your doctor provides documentation that having an animal will assist you with disability, you'll be permitted to have that animal in your home despite a no pet rule. What if the neighbor is allergic to pets? So yeah. that's that's what they don't know what they're supposed to do, Lauren. And so yeah. the whole point is that this form is so flawed. You know why this form is so flawed? It's flawed. It's a good idea that we're giving it. It's a good idea that they passed this legislation. It's a good idea that we're – back to Morty's question, then we'll go to your question. Morty's question was about brokers. Number one, Morty, as of today, it's in the executive law article 15, which is the human rights law. And as of today, if a real estate broker violates the executive law article 15, that's a grounds for that real estate broker and real property law 441-C, that's a grounds for them to have the Department of State – in their regulatory powers, impose a violation on them with remedial measures. So as of where it exists today, I would strenuously suggest that all brokers provide the form. Now, the pushback is that the form itself has blanks for who you should contact at the property, the property manager of the property by email or phone or otherwise, and the broker wouldn't know that. I'm telling my clients today, and let me finish Morty's question, then we'll go to yours. 
Lauren's staring at me like, why aren't I answering her? I'm telling them to scratch that I'm line. more like Andropedia is happening right now. And give the form anyway, because I think that's just a wise move to do. But to Morty's question, we don't know what a regulatory authority like the Department of State's going to do until they do it. Now, shifting to Lauren's question with a little stopover in the middle, Lauren wanted to know about the neighbors, but I want to start off with there's flaws in this form. Why is there flaws? If you listen to what I just said, it says that you're going to have to pay for modifications to the structure if you're the tenant and you need the modification. It says that you have to pay, and then when you move out, you have to pay to fix it. Correct, which is true under federal law, the Fair Housing Act, which is true under state law, the New York State Human Rights Law. It's untrue, though, for people residing in New York City under the New York City Human Rights Law, which puts the onus of paying for it on the landlord. So they should really clarify for people in New York City that that's not the case in New York City. I think that's a very important thing. That was one of the starting places I want to go. But then I wanted to go to if your doctor provides documentation that having an animal will assist you with your disability. Also not true. According to HUD, who put out best practices on how to deal with reasonable accommodations and modification requests. They talk about how a nurse can give you the letter, how a physician's assistant could give you the letter, a psychologist, uh, or so many, doctor, uh, osteopath. Did you know on their website it says a social worker can give it? So by using the word doctor, it kind of convolutes the situation a little. And I have to point it out, but to Lauren's question. Mm -hmm. Lauren said, Morty, and this is a good question for you, and you're going to have to give me some time when you're done because I want to add something to it, but I'm going to let you handle the question first, Morty. Lauren said, I'm the tenant, and I say, hey, I need a doggy. Here's a letter that says, because I read, I want to tell you that I read the, the rules from HUD. I read their best practices from HUD because I don't do anything without asking. And I say, the only questions you're allowed to ask me, Lauren, according to HUD as a housing provider, the only things you're allowed to ask me as a housing provider, a broker, a landlord, a managing agent, a co-op board, a condo board, the only things you're allowed to ask me, this is what HUD says, do you have a disability or handicapped? Here's a letter that says I have one. There's other ways for me to prove it. If so, is the animal trained to perform the service or is there a relationship between the disability and the need for the animal? And to be clear, a service animal would be trained. But if it's an emotional support animal, the question is if there's a relationship or connection between the disability and the need for the animal. Full stop, that's all you're allowed to ask. And so I give you a letter from my healthcare provider that says I have a disability and there's a relationship and it's my emotional support animal. And then Morty, Lauren says, she gets that information. She goes, I'm the housing provider, but I have a neighbor to this unit that says, hey, hey, I'm allergic. And what I think Lauren's getting at is that in New York State, we're not going to do New York City where they have the cooperative dialogue. But in New York State, isn't there a process that needs to happen next, Morty? Yeah, there's an interactive process. And they have to basically sit down or in this day and age, maybe get on Zoom or telephone and discuss ways that uh, they can accommodate this individual um, and in a, in a manner that doesn't impose an undue hardship on the uh, housing provider. I literally, I have right now a picture in my head of the Zoom call with a cat filter on. <laughs> well, with the guy's going to go, I'm not a cat. That's my cat. I'm not a cat. That's my cat. But back to Morty's point. 
In New York City, that has to be in writing. In federal and state, it might not need to be in writing, but it really should be. And Morty's point is you need to offer alternatives. You can't just deny someone. And if you just deny someone, you're going to lose as a housing provider. But let's go back to the beginning. Morty, you might be saying to yourself, Leap, why are you bringing up a law that was effective March 2nd? This is way after March 2nd. Well, in New York State's infinite wisdom, they have, have a new bill, Senate Bill S. 867. We always like to talk about the idiocracy of legislation. The lip service. So they have a new bill that has passed the Senate and the Assembly in New York State, which repeals the law I just told you. But then it has the exact same law. Doesn't use the definition of housing provider. It points you to a different section, but the same rule, you still have to give the notice. But here's what they do, Morty. They move the law from Article 15 which is the human rights law, the discrimination law, to Article 7. You want to know what's interesting about that? I don't know if anyone points that picked up on this. You violate Article 15, that's a definition of discrimination where you could get sued for discrimination you if you don't provide a form. You could file a lawsuit. Article 7 is just the miscellaneous provisions that has no penalties and no private rights of action. So they took a great law, a law that's showing people, hey, you need to tell tenants and buyers and co-ops, because co-op buyers are tenants. You have to tell them about their rights to accommodations, not as Lauren said, at the least, as soon as possible. Let them know at the latest 30 days after they get the lease, but sooner better. Here's a form. Here's the explanation. Now, should have they optimized this division of human rights form? I just pointed out two reasons to optimize, and I think that's a good idea. Well, it makes no sense to give it after they move in. I'm with you. And so they should change that too. So I'm with you on that. So Lauren's point is, yeah, if you're going to amend the law, don't repeal it. Make it that should be 30 days before you move in, stupid. But then a point that I think is more important, Morty, is it says the justification of this new bill. I want to read it to you. Pursuant to approval memo 23 of 2020, the executive noted that a notice requirement would not appropriately fit in the original section, selected section of human rights law, because that section of law establishes unlawful discriminatory practices. And this proposal does not create or alter any unlawful discriminatory practices. So what in the world does it do? What's the point then? (laughs) I think this is really something we got to be asking ourselves. What did Lauren start off with? Lip service. Lip service legislation. Like, come on, guys. We should have a little theme song to that. We really need a theme song because I'm all for us having more notices to explain to people their rights. Like, I have clients that are going, I want to buy this apartment. It's a co-op. I would be a tenant. And they don't allow dogs, but I have an emotional support animal. What should I do? And I always explain to them what their rights are when it comes to either the cooperative dialogue in New York City or in New York State federally, the interactive process, I explain that the only thing that a provider is allowed to do is ask if you have a disability or handicap for proof. And a provider is not even allowed to know the nature and extent of a person's disability. That's discriminatory. It's like getting your COVID vaccine and not saying what your comorbidity is. I always say to them, hey, you have these rights. And I'm all for a form that goes out from the government that puts everyone in check in advance so we have less friction and more people can feel. Because, Lauren, it's not just about access functionally, like you actually been there. It's that feeling of access. That's what I was trying to do, the illustration with the glasses, that it's a good idea, this form. 
but a law without teeth can't even eat Morty Shakshuka. This is the Leapcast. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Find us on social media at Listen to Leap or visit listentoleap.com. Have you faced discrimination in housing, at work, or at any place of public accommodation? Call the aggressive lawyers at Liebet Law PC to learn your legal rights at 631-878-4455. That's Liebet Law, 308 West Main Street, Suite 100, Smithtown, New York, at 631-878-4455. Or visit us on the web at LiebetLaw.com. L-I-E-B, LiebetLaw.com. 